Who dat? Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. This is one of the toughest episodes we will ever have to record as Saints fans, but there is a bright future ahead, and we will discuss that after we go over everything that went down during Sunday's loss in LA to the Rams. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Thank you so much for tuning in. As per usual, I'm joined by the OG co-host, Tyler Raymond. You can follow us on Twitter, myself, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. And of course, to stay up to date with everything that we post on social media, new episode links and everything like that, you can follow the main podcast account on Twitter at the WDD podcast. Tyler, do I even have to ask how you're doing? Um, I'm okay. Uh, we've got a lot of bunch of uh, future episodes that'll be covering everything, not only beyond this. That uh, what will be uh, mostly negative today, but um, I, like now that my nerves have calmed and settled, I think we'll be okay. Like, uh, uh, let's just hope no other quarterbacks get hurt. That's for sure. No doubt about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um. If you guys were Saints fans, uh, obviously we're all Saints fans here listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, you're probably wondering uh, what the frick happened, uh, expletive hat. So this week was all about the Saints-Rams game. You know, it was all about the revenge game. Uh, it was just, it was an important game. And fortunately, uh, dominoes fell and just the worst things kind of happened. So, uh, but on that note, you guys should stick around though for this episode because we'll be talking about everything that went wrong. Everything that will be fixed, uh, things to look forward to in the Saints-Seahawks game, everything that's soon approaching, you guys should just check it out. It, we've got a lot of great episodes coming up this week, but let's just get into this one. So, And also, if there's anything, uh, you know, any hope for the rest of the season, because obviously when all the negative things that happened, we'll get into it. Uh, Saints fans really reacted, uh, not for the better. So, and I wish there were a way, uh, too, that we could cut around the corners, you know, not have to talk about the losses, especially games like this, like you alluded to, Dayton. Um, this is going to be a rough episode. But let's just get into our initial game reactions. Let's just rip the bandages right off. Uh, Dayton, throwing it right back to you, man. What did you think of the game? Let's just break down what happened. Well, first off, um, I did not watch the game live at all. Um, I had recorded it, and I had to wait to get off work to actually watch it, so I told everybody no spoilers, no mm. nothing. Yeah. Um, it What got spoiled to me was the two biggest pieces of news. The, the fact that, of course, all of you know by now, the Drew Brees thumb injury that he suffered. Um, I, I found that out just through Fantasy Football app. Uh, through the chat and then I found out the final score when I was uh, checking later on but other than that I I I was totally in the dark as to what happened I didn't even know how Brees had injured his hand all I knew is that he had hurt his hand his thumb uh, something like that and he wasn't going to return to the game had had no clue how significant it was so my first thoughts originally when uh, before I even watched the game was holy cow what a crap fest what a like biggest nightmare scenario not only did the Saints play like garbage um, the, our, our number one guy goes down, a guy who, who rarely ever gets hurt in a position where it's it's actually very tough to stay as healthy as long as Drew Brees has for, for his career, especially the time he's been in New Orleans. So two pieces of very unfortunate news. But after I actually watched the game, sat down and watched the whole thing from beginning to end, this Saints team did not look too terrible. I mean, the, the, the penalties killed us. I thought the game us. was winnable. I thought the game, everything that happened, right. like – 
if the dominoes hadn't fallen the way they had fallen, literally the game wasn't out of reach until the third quarter when the yep. defense was just that gassed. Right, right. Exactly. The defense was gassed because they were on the field for a majority of this game because once Teddy Bridgewater comes in, they're only able to move the ball so much. But yeah. people are kind of acting like Teddy Bridgewater played like, you know, complete and utter just D-league quarterback. Which really isn't the case. We'll get over. We'll go over all the stats and later. No on, but he was seven, too. Yeah. He was seventeen of thirty, hundred and sixty-five yards. Had no clue he was going to play in the game. No touchdowns, but no interceptions either. Um, now, definitely needs to work on his decision making. Again, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I thought the Saints played a lot better than people were, um, you know, boasting about on Twitter. Um, people were were very very pissed off at the defense, especially the secondary. But again, watching the highlights. Sure, the secondary had some miscommunications, but overall, I thought that they played decent uh, against what they were giving up, minus a couple of plays, uh, mainly that Cooper Cup touchdown and uh, and the long bomb to uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. But uh, yeah. again, that was uh, a rare slip-up by Marshawn Lattimore. Um, but overall, I thought the offense did decent. Um, offensive line definitely was the, was the best part of this game. Um, I mean, despite... With Aaron Donald being there, even though Drew Brees got hurt, the team only gave up two sacks the entire game um, against, you know, a pass rush of Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Clay Matthews, um, only two sacks the entire game. Um, So impressive offensive line. And then the defense, yeah, like you said, Tyler, until they got gassed, they were were really freaking solid throughout that entire game. Um, So my overall thoughts coming away from this is I'm still confident in this team. Even though Breeze is going to be out six weeks, we, we look at the schedule, and Tyler, you're going to record an episode diving into more of this as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of what 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 it's going to be with Bridgewater and and Hill as the one and two quarterback, as opposed to Breeze being out there. But you look at the next six games for the Saints. We are going to be uh, obviously going to be traveling to Seattle for this Sunday's game, home against Dallas, um, and then it's home against Tampa two-game road trip at Jacksonville at Chicago, and then it's against um, Arizona, and then we have a bye. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying could definitely see 3-3, three and three, maybe even 4-2. and two. I agree um, because Bridgewater did not look too terrible in the game, uh, and, and, and we got a new soundbite from Sean Payton today saying that uh, it, it's not exactly – we shouldn't be assuming that Taysom Hill is the number two quarterback. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it sounds like they're going into a game plan with both of the quarterbacks in mind. Uh, this Sunday against Seattle. So I'm not too worried. Walking away from this game, got a lot of thoughts, um, but we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. What what do you think of the game? Watching it, you watched you watched most of it live. Yeah. And you you were living in the fields during that. What what, what were your thoughts coming away from the game? Man, first off, like, I, I'm kind of, it sucks that you got spoiled about what happened. Like, uh, if you guys didn't know, we never mentioned it prior. But uh, when I was watching it live, I, I was, like, texting Dayton. I'm like, man, dude, I... I I have to tell you what's happening. It's not exactly great, but, like, uh, crap's going down, you know? And, um, uh, but uh, what I thought, I mean, like, initial game reactions, like, like at the end of the game, I was like, dude, what the hell are we going to do? Like, everyone's freaking out. Life without Drew Brees. Life without Drew Brees. And then Jalen Ramsey stuff came up when people want us to trade our first round pick. That's another story. But, um, people were freaking out. Like, dude, like, we're going to be screwed. Like, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas weren't getting involved. Jared Cook caused a turnover, dropping passes. Like, our defense looked gas. Like, what are we going to do? And, like, at first, I was the same way. Like, what the heck are we going to do? But now that, like, I've really had time to, like, think about it, it's more of, like, me thinking intellectually versus, 
like the fan side would be freaking out. I think we'll be okay, and just based off of what I saw, most of it was more like worst case scenario versus I don't know what else to verse it against. But okay, so a defensive line, third quarter look gas. We gave up a few touchdowns. But if you guys watched the game uh, in the first quarter, the Rams went 0 for three in the red zone and settled for two field goals. Other things, Jerry Cook. Uh, I'm just giving a bunch of love to all these guys. I don't know if they deserve it, but um. Jerry Cook uh, fell down hard, dropped the ball. That became a turnover. Other ones dropped easy passes. New tight end getting adjusted to the system. Maybe it was like a, a head thing. He wasn't thinking. I don't know. Um, offensive line. Uh, I know they only gave up two sacks, like you mentioned, Dayton. But from my point of view, I actually kind of disagree. Like, they were, like, for example, the play with Drew Brees in his hand, like, I don't know if it was on Eric McCoy. Some people thought it was, but Pete was one-on-one with Donald. Pete got burnt like toast, and uh, he was just looking, like looking back at Drew as his hand was getting hurt, and um, uh, looking on the ground, like uh, falling over because Donald had beat him so bad. Uh, like they definitely got to pressure Drew Brees a lot, and they pressured Teddy a lot. But that's not to say though that I think the offensive line, you know, that's tough when you have like a pocket quarterback. And then you have a different type of quarterback that maybe isn't as accurate, but does things differently. And then your Hall of Fame quarterback gets hurt. That probably rattled the offensive line a little bit. And then you had Keith Kirkwood getting hurt before um, uh, in warmups. He actually just got put on injury reserve. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Alex Anzalone. Um, that's not great either. But um, and then Traquan Smith got hurt uh, during the game too. So there is a lot of stuff like worst case scenario stuff that happened, and that didn't help. Believe me, it didn't help. And I don't know. I feel like, it, given everything, I don't think the Saints would have had to play perfect to beat the Rams. But if Drew Brees didn't get hurt and offensively uh, things didn't happen the way it did, I think we could have held our own against them because we were holding our own well into past halftime. It's just the third quarter. Yeah. Things got ugly. So Oh, for sure. Yeah, if Brees is in the game, I think that we, we walk away with a win. Really, the Saints offense just needed a touchdown. To get some momentum going, and Dude, we had and a that, touchdown. Yeah, and and I'll get to the I'll get to that yeah. call in a minute. Yeah, that that because that would have been fantastic momentum. Games. That would have been a touchdown for the Saints. I mean, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, yeah, and and to go off of your point, even though the Saints offensive line only gave up two sacks, uh, they still gave up double digit quarterback pressures. Yeah, uh, and eight eight quarterback good. knockdowns. So that's not exactly ideal at all. Um, so, but when you're going up against guys like Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Clay Matthews, Dante Fowler, um, it, it's going to be it's a tough lot. day. I yeah. think that they lived up to their assignment, but yeah, definitely not not an ideal day. Um, but yeah, let's go over drive by drive for this game. Uh, go over every important yeah. play essentially. So the Saints start the game with the ball, and they convert their first third down of the game with a really nice pass and catch to Traquan Smith. But unfortunately, two plays later. Jared Cook bobbles uh, a pretty tightly thrown ball by Breeze, and it's eventually picked off by John Johnson, the third, their safety. Um, and, and so it's the Rams ball around their own 40-yard line. Uh, the Saints defense impressively forces a third and 16 only for L.A. to complete a bomb from Jared Goff to Brandon Cooks, which puts them inside of the 15-yard line. Uh, a penalty by the Saints puts the Rams at the four, but the Saints luckily are able to hold their ground and force a Greg Zerline field goal. 
Um, and there was also some pretty poor play calling by the Rams there down at the goal line um, that just moved them backwards a little bit. Uh, so the Saints force field goal, it's 3 nothing Rams. Um, Saints get the ball back, and a uh, drive begins with Breeze rolling out of the pocket and finding Michael Thomas for a 19-yard gain. Uh, and then just a few plays later is when the nightmare occurs. So Breeze attempts a pass down the seam to Cook, but it's it's pretty wobbly. It's pretty incomplete. Um, looked like there might have even been a little bit of miscommunication between Breeze and Cook. But, of course, when you look back on the replay, um, the injury happens there when Breeze's hand comes down very awkwardly onto uh, the outstretched hand of Aaron Donald's hand. Um, it's freak accident. It's, it's going to sideline Breeze just about for six weeks, we're hearing now. Could, could be, be more, too. Less, That's the worst case. Could be more, yeah. It, it could be pretty much anywhere from five to eight weeks Yeah, is probably the safest range right now. Everybody's saying six weeks is the is is the mark, though, um, which is unfortunate. But, again, we'll, we'll talk about it later. It's not the end of the world. So... Uh, uh, the Rams, of course, get that interception. They dig themselves a hole, and they have a third 16 from their own 14-yard line. And then Cam Jordan comes in and uh, sacks Goff for a loss of nine, and then they're forced to punt. Um, so doesn't affect the Saints. Uh, there, there's no points off turnovers there. Um, and then life without Breeze begins on the very next drive, and Teddy Bridgewater actually converts a really nice first down to Cook towards the sideline. Um, and then the next play... Donald sniffs out a Camara uh, run and tackles him for a loss of five. He got into the backfield really, really quickly. Um, and then some penalties later, and the Saints are looking at a third and 28. Shout out to the Falcons. Uh, yeah. Back in their own territory. And then it was a failed screen to Camara, forced a punt. Um, so ugly drive, very ugly drive, besides the first down conversion to kind of start the start the drive out. Um Great punt by Morstead. Rams begin at their own 14-yard line on third and nine. Uh, the Saints get some really nice pressure, and they, they cause an incompletion and punt. And then on the punt return, Deontay Harris has a, a really nice return, and he puts the Saints inside of uh, L.A.'s 40-yard line. Uh, so, again, we're, we're inside Rams territory. Um, Teddy B. finds Cook again to convert a third down, and then a little bit more, getting the Saints into the red zone right about past the 20-yard line. On third and seven, Bridgewater stares down Michael Thomas, and the pass goes off his hands, um, and it's also outside of Michael Thomas. So not a very good thrown ball if you look on the replay. If, if you would have thrown the ball to uh, Michael Thomas at, as soon as he breaks, it would have been a completion and a first down. Saints would have been inside the 10-yard line and would have been cooking. But unfortunately, uh, forces a uh, fourth down. But never fear, Will Lutz comes in, and he nails a 34-yard field goal. So at that point, it is three to 3-3. Three. And then um, on second and 10, next drive for the Rams, empty backfield, Goff gets a really nice completion underneath to Cooper Cup for a 13-yard pickup. Then they have a play-action call, and, and and that gains them 20 yards to Tyler Higbee, uh, putting them into Saints ter- territory over the middle of the field. Then on second and eight, Goff squeezes a really nice pass into Robert Woods, um, and Eli Apple was draped all over him. Um, now they're in the red zone. A flag brings back a wide receiver screen touchdown by Woods and gives them second and 20. Michael Brown picks up that 10 yards that they lost to set up another. And this 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 was the worst part of the game. This is the referee blunder that yeah. was set up right here. Very next play um, on third and 10, Goff fumbles the ball. So, and, and it's very clear, even if you watch in, in, in real time. I mean, his his arm really is not moving forward at all. Yeah, the, the referees are told, 
when a uh, something like that happens in a game, do not blow your whistle. Let the play go because you can just review it. Exactly. And if anything, they can you always just change say, it from that exactly. call versus ruling it incomplete. Yeah, continue. But they, they blow it dead, ruled incomplete. Therefore, even though they reviewed it and said, oh, hey, it was a fumble, because the call on the field was blown dead, was an incomplete pass, the pickup and... Um, 87-yard return by Cam Jordan, which should have resulted in a touchdown for the Saints, was nullified. They get the ball at, at the Rams 13, but they do not get the touchdown, which Cam Jordan picks up and runs all the way down the field for a touchdown. That would have put the Saints up 13-6, to um, getting pretty close to halftime at that point. Um, and and, and it, it essentially, it, yeah, cheated the Saints out of seven points again. Yeah. And the worst part about it, too, is, you know, there can be an argument made that, you know, like, it was only so many points, so the Saints still got slaughtered. Don't think about it that way. Think about it as being a momentum swing. Exactly. Because if I'm right, wouldn't, once we score that touchdown, the Rams would still get the ball. They'd be be shaking their boots. Last drive, the Saints' best defensive player just made you fumble and returned it all the way back for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Like, there is easy that other things about that play the referees again clearly uh admitted you know they were at fault that and they i think other people were saying like are you guys doing anything to prevent it we're like yeah we're trying to stop the big plays but it's like well obviously that's not happening because we keep on getting cheated cam jordan had a quote he's like i think during the game he said man i ran 80 yards all for nothing well technically no if the uh, referees weren't dumb and blind apparently and another one Post game, uh, post game, um, a comments he had, uh, he publicly like uh, he threw shade at him. He called him a a footlocker, uh, footlocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget the exact word. Employee, yeah. Versus an actual referee. Then later, actually, he wrote on Twitter. Uh, I forget how he worded it, but he said like, "Sorry to the footlocker people," like uh, having to compare them to these blind referees. So it's just like three straight games in a row. You know, and uh, and I think Pat McAfee, too. I follow him on Twitter. Uh, I was watching on his podcast. He said he makes a great point. Like, we live in such a digital age of uh, technology where controversial plays get reviewed. Why can't we just have it to a point where nearly every single play gets re- not reviewed, but gets monitored, viewed by technology and those great systems they have? Like, you've had three – like, I get humans aren't perfect, but you've had three – possibly game-changing point-swinging altercations and just, like, bad situations, man. Like, I know other people from other teams, like, are are all saying, oh, Saints fans are just whining, complaining. But I I bet my butt here, if it was your team and your team barely synced out with a week one win or your team missed out on a chance for a Super Bowl – or your team week two didn't have the momentum that could have helped swing swing this game in their favor when their star quarterback goes down. I'm sure you'd be pissed off too. So oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, man! Like, dude, if something happens in Seattle, I might just break my TV. Like, my, I've got a big heart, but my heart can't take much more of it. <sighs> yeah, well, you're gonna turn into a meme, Tyler. Yeah, right. It's you, like uh, get fat guy on Twitter explodes over oh, fourth uh, non-call. For the oh Saints. Boy. But uh, oh here, let's go back to you, man. Uh, uh, let's keep on hearing those 
interest, uh, interesting drives by the Saints and Rams, yeah, as you were I saying. Forgot what I, I forgot what I was doing for a second. Um, uh, no, I, I agree with you. No, 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 I, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I, 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 I agree with your rant. Um, yeah. Cam Jordan said no disrespect to Foot Locker. On yeah, Twitter. exactly. Yeah, that um, was it. Uh, but just yeah, I, th- I thought that was funny too. But yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. And also that uh, it would have made the score ten to three. So uh, moving on, going on to uh, the drive. So folks, the Saints of course don't get the touchdown, but they do get the ball there in yeah, Rams nice territory too. at the thirteen. So um, next drive, Taysom Hill fights for a first down on a third and ten, gets really really close, and it's off a pass from Teddy Bridgewater. But unfortunately, it becomes fourth and one instead, and then Kamara is unable to muster his way past yeah. the line, and it's a turnover in L.A. territory, um, and then they start their drive off with a really huge run by Todd Gurley, his biggest of the day, um, and that was, I believe, their first drive after um, halftime. So um, on second and seven, a, face, a fake toss leads to a 15-yard pickup into the red zone for Robert Woods, uh, only for them to go down inside the 10 and miss a pass to Cup on third and four towards the sideline, uh, and then Greg the Leg makes another chip shot field goal, so it's 6-3 to three Rams, should be 10-6. to six. Um, on the ensuing drive, Bridgewater swings a pass out to Murray to pick up another first down on second and 15. Uh, then another dump pass to Smith converts a second and five. But unfortunately, a few plays later on third and seven, Bridgewater unsuccessfully scrambles for the first and only picks up one yard. Luckily, Lutz is able to tie the game at six from 52 yards. So the Saints are still floating above there. This is almost approaching midway through the third quarter. Um, but this is kind of where the Saints defense um, falls apart. Um, and, and it's just absolutely exhausting gassed. First play of the drive is a 14-yard pickup from Goff to Cooks. On the next second and seven, Cooper Cup picks up over 30 yards in the middle of the field to set them up deep into Saints territory. Uh, a penalty gives LA second and 20, but then Robert Woods outruns most of the Saints defense off a screen pass to pick up a first down, which sets up Gerald Everett to get yet another first down inside of the 10-yard line this time. Uh, and then on first and goal at the four-yard line, Todd Gurley gets a toss to the outside and scores the first touchdown of the game to put the Rams up 13-6. to um, And that was just a sloppy drive by the Saints. Um, they they definitely were not uh, prepared for the, essentially at that point in the game, fresh legs of Cooper Cup. He had not seen a whole lot of action. Um, yeah. And Robert Woods continued to work his magic on the screens, um, which the Saints continued to fail doing. Um in on their own offense and earlier in the game they were able to sniff out most of those screens not really able to in the second half the Rams were having their way um so Saints get the ball second and six from their own 29 they give up a sandwich sack uh on Teddy and then another sack occurs on third and 11 and they're forced to punt again uh and then this time Josh Reynolds returns at about 30 yards to the Rams um or for the Rams uh to put them inside New Orleans 30 and at this point they're just rolling um, uh, a rumbling first down run by Malcolm Brown picks up 12 and puts them inside the 15. And then another nice completion to Everett leads to another first down this time inside the five. And then Goff finds Cooks on a slant two plays later over Lattimore. And the Rams are now up 20 to six. So the Saints, at this point, they get the ball back. It's, um, we're, we're, we're approaching the fourth quarter. We're about to bleed into the fourth quarter at this point. And the Saints, the, the Saints need to get a touchdown at this point. Um, just to kill off any sort of momentum for the Rams and keep it a one-possession game. Um, so they get the ball. It's a nice run behind some great blocks by Kamara to get a first down off of the bat. And then it's a 15-yard completion to Michael Thomas the next play, which once again helps the Saints cross the 50. The very next play is a r- explosive 
I he, he essentially just found the seam and 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 sprinted right through it. Uh, it was a 30-yard pickup by Traquan Smith after Teddy B panic dumped him the ball. So great pickup. I, I I'm loving Traquan Smith's game this season. Um, unfortunately, they get backed up to LA's 24-yard line on third and 13. The Saints have to settle for three yet again because Bridgewater has an incompletion. Uh, this time it was a mix of him holding onto the ball too long and the Rams having great coverage on everyone, especially the intended receiver Cook, who was double covered. Um, so the I also the Saints just weren't did not have the best play calls against this Rams um, defense, the secondary. Uh, and you got to give credit to the Rams secondary is very talented and smart. But the Saints essentially were just running routes that fit right into their zones. Or if they were playing man-to-man, Saints receivers were not able to get much separation. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's really what killed us. So at this point, it's 20-9. to Okay, 11-point game. Saints defense able to get a stop here. And the Saints get another touchdown. After that, it's still a one-possession game. You still have a little over seven, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the Saints' defense forces another third down, and this time from three yards out. So it's third and three. And then the secondary blows it. Saints able to get a stop here. We're, we're still in this. Um, they play way too soft, and Cooper Cup catches a seam slant in stride, breaks tackles from half of the defense, and finds his way to the half-yard line. And then Goff sneaks it in the very next play. Saints are down 27 to 6. Of course, that ends up being the final, or sorry, 27 to 9. Of course, that ends up being the final score. Um, next drive, Bridgewater finds Hill, Taysom Hill, of course, and Michael Thomas for back to back first downs with less than six minutes left. An unsuccessful third and 20 essentially ends the game, even though the Saints pick up another sack before the final whistle. They're not able to do anything else. So the score in LA turned to final 27 to 9. Rams end up coming away with the win. So Tyler yeah. talked about the penalty, talked about the blunder. Um, what else? What else did the Saints need to work on in that game to try to score points? What was up mm-hmm. with that offense? Why were they not able to get the ball rolling when Breeze went out? Uh, because we signed Bridgewater for a reason, um, yeah. and and he looked decent. Why were they not able to? Is it more credit to the Rams' defense, or is it is it uh, the Saints' offense just wasn't able to find the big plays? I think it was a little both. I think the Rams' yeah. defense always plays us tough. We've mentioned before, Aaron Donald, great player. They've got some good secondary pieces, too. Added new players in Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle, etc. Um, just some of the things on offense, uh, too. And after that, I just wanted to mention in general what I thought were the biggest factors of the game. Um, just, like, general offense. You have your Hall of Fame quarterback go out. You're forced to rely on a backup who is actually the highest-paid backup quarterback right now in the NFL, but hopefully we'll be playing better next week. I digress. Um, with barely any preparation coming into this game, um, you had players, like, on the char- characteristically, uh, players making drops. You know, they, they guarded Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas really well. I can't tell you how many plays, man, Aaron Donald and company just sniffed out Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Man, that wasn't pretty. Um, Jerry Cook really didn't help the situation either. The offensive line, again, uh, was playing with a different quarterback against one of the very best defensive lines in the NFL. It was just like, it, it was a, a little bit from everything. Like, it, just puzzle pieces fit together that ultimately crumble the Saints. But in general, though, I think if you guys are just wondering what really like it just really happened what produced this loss from my opinion if you asked me just in this order Drew Brees' injury started everything you had Angus Pete too that went down Keith Kirkwood and Trey Traquan Smith uh Keith, 
uh, Keith Kirkwood earlier in the game, Traquan Smith later in the game, that all didn't help. That made everything worse. Penalties offensively, half the drives that the Saints were looking to get anything out of were killed by penalties. That 30-28 we mentioned earlier would have never been in that situation if either the penalties didn't kill us or the Rams' defensive line that pushed us so far back into negative plays. And defensively, too, uh, we did well up until after halftime. Uh, we'll mention this later in players we thought we should uh, that should improve. It hasn't really been talked about much, but Lattimore has been getting torched. So between that and just the Rams getting a lot of really good plays, that didn't help us either. So, yeah, our, our worn-down second-half defense was terrible. Like I mentioned earlier, miscues, drop passes, and offensive and constant pressure, like, that killed us, too. Like, if you can't get anything going because everybody's in your face, it doesn't matter who's in a quarterback. Like, if your offense isn't playing to the level it's usually at, which, which is exceptional, like, you're going to struggle. And last but certainly not least, uh, you had the officiating and missed and blown calls. Not only did they have that miscued call on uh, the Saints with the Cam Jordan touchdown. Dan, did you see the play with Traquan Smith, how his helmet went yeah, flying? Helmet. Yeah, yeah, he not only Peters, got punched in the face. He, yeah, uh, his helmet, ripped his helmet off. Yeah, there were several plays like that where that one, for example, like I'm trying to describe it the best I can, but like the Rams player almost like uppercutted him, grabbing his face mask, and just knocked his uh, helmet mm-hmm. off. It went flying, too, and people were like... No flag. Yeah, where did Traquan Smith's uh, helmet go? But, yeah, plays like that, you know, it was just a combination of things, man. But to answer your question, though, you know, it, it's tough. When you play a really good team, and things just don't work the way you want it to work, you know, sure, like, a lot of the Saints fans here can complain and whine, and that was me at first. Well, like we've got to move on. It's only it's now it's only week three. There's still a lot of upside for this team, though. You know, I'm not I'm not calling it quits yet. We shouldn't tank for Tua, unlike the Miami Dolphins. So, no, yeah, 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 no, no, nowhere near that point yet. Thank thank goodness. Um, I think for this offense, the problem they had against the Rams is either <laughs> I, I I think it's a little bit of both, but it's mainly they just did not have the resources. Um, yeah. It's a mix of them not having the the resources to stretch the field when Ted Ginn Jr. is essentially absent from a game like this. When a guy like Ted Ginn Jr. isn't able to get downfield and get things open underneath for Thomas and at the same time be a potential big play threat down the field either for a touchdown or to get the Saints into uh, deep Rams territory, the red zone, etc. When that's not happening... Or it's also possible the Saints were just too scared to do it with Bridgewater. Um, yeah, he played they, really they, passive, really they, safe. They, they, yeah, they played pretty passive with Bridgewater. They didn't really let him get things loose. Um, so I think it's a, it's a combination of that. But mainly it's because when Tedgen Jr. is out of this, essentially out of this game, um, you have nobody else to really stretch the field. Traquan Smith did his best. Jared Cook does his best, but... Jared Cook was double covered a lot of the time, and he only opens up down the seam most of the time. Drake mm-hmm. Smith really is not a speedster guy. Uh, he only runs a four six four seven forty. He's like um, a reliable but, catch kind of guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's he's a big body receiver who who, who can run if he needs to. Um, but we, we we need a guy. I wish we had somebody, not even at the same skill level, but in the same realm at least, maybe around their age. Maybe we can get him in in, in an extra. But somebody like. 
a Marquise Brown or, or sorry, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Uh, somebody like a John Ross. Um, you know, one of the young speedsters, even even like a Tyreek Hill, minus the the, the child beating, <laughs> somebody like that, somebody with you know pure speed who can absolutely stretch the field. Tegan Jr. is again, yeah. When he's healthy, he's the guy. He's the number two guy. Can he be consistent? Can he be healthy? Um, and if not, then the Saints are going to need to look. And he he's only getting older. Tedian Jr. is 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 past thirty. Literally, yeah. So. Um, I think that that was the biggest problem with the offense. They need somebody there who can stretch the field, both for big play potential and also to open it up underneath more for Michael Thomas. Even though MT still had 10 catches, yeah. everybody else had three or less. Trayvon Smith was the only other person who had three. Everybody else had uh, – Cook and Hill had two. Everybody Cook else had, had way one, more if he actually caught them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Cook, had, Cook had about two or three drops in that game. Um, but – I'm going to go over the stats real quick. So Bridgewater was 17 to 30, 165 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Drew Brees was 3 of 5, 38 yards with that one interception. Um, that was, uh, uh, yeah, Cook's fault. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 45 yards. He only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. Rams' front line was ready for him. Latavius Murray, 5 carries, 7 yards, only averaged 1.4 yards per carry. Bridgewater had two rushes for 5 yards. Michael Thomas led the team in receptions. And yards, 10 catches, 89 yards. They're off of 13 targets. Um, Traquan Smith, three catches, 49 yards, off of three targets, so he caught all the balls that came to him. Jared Cook had seven targets, but only two catches for 25 yards. Latavius Murray, one catch for 16 yards. Taysom Hill, two catches, 16 yards. Alvin Kamara, even though he was targeted three times, only had one catch for 15 yards. Deontay Harris finally getting a little bit of action, but his one catch went for a negative seven yards, so we won't mention it. Um... Cam Jordan had that fumble recovery. Should have been a touchdown. Trey, Hen- Trey Hendrickson gets credit with the forced fumble. Um, he had another great game, too. Yeah, Trey, Hend- Trey Hendrickson is fifth in the league in sacks. Yeah, like, that's insane. Even great. Davenport had a good game. I'll get into that later. Yep. But, yeah. Um. So, for the defense, Eli Apple led the team in tackles with seven. Cam Jordan had five, including one sack and one tackle for loss. Von Bell had four tackles. Demario Davis, David Onyemata, Marcus Williams had three tackles a piece and demario davis had one tackle for loss aj klein pj williams malcolm brown marshawn Lattimore, alex anzalone trey hendrickson marcus davenport uh, all had two tackles a piece hendrickson and davenport each with the sack uh, marcus davenport had a tackle for loss as well uh also saw some action from chauncey Gardner johnson kiko alonzo mario edwards and Shai yeah. tuttle um also taylor stallworth has been cut uh, it looks like Shai Tuttle has just officially beaten him out, and he he's the guy they're going with. Um, and they're probably going to add a guy, to, uh, another guy to the roster. Uh, JT Barrett for the 650th time gets re-signed to the practice squad, um, and they terminated the contract of Terrell Williams, who was on the practice squad, and Keith Kirkwood went to IR. And they added Carl Granderson onto the roster too. Oh, oh, I did not see that. Did they? Yeah. Well, I don't oh. know if technically, because of, like, it's really finicky and no. tricky with the wording. But, like, I think technically he counts on the active roster now. I'm going to need a little... That's, that's pretty big news. But, um, okay, Tyler, yeah, go, come, going off of the um, off of the stats of the game and, and defensively, what, what, yeah, let's talk about the Saints defense actually real quick. Uh, Alex Anzalone obviously is going to go on IR. Yeah. He looked pretty good in this game, but... Uh, Kiko time. Kiko time for sure. Saints defense looked great for a majority of the game, but they ended up getting gassed. 
Uh, I guess the secondary. Would you say the secondary is just the most glaring issue at this point? Um, I, I we need a better safety I'll, than them. Here's the thing. Sorry yeah. to interrupt before you end. We looking at all the young safeties. I I really wish we would have traded up for somebody other than. Mar- I like Marcus Williams, man. I really do, but he mm-hmm. he's not. I don't know if he's the type of free safety we need in this defense. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Mixed but I, I I like yeah. his game. I like his game. So yeah, so here in my opinion, I guess for the secondary, it's like you've got expectations of certain players, and then you know when you have like players, for example, last week, uh, you know in the Texans game, you had people like P.J. Williams not turning his head. You had Eli Apple not turning his head. That made that liable. And then you had still at times Marshall Lattimore became vulnerable. But now this week, uh, Lattimore arguably had a, a worse performance and uh, gets beat more often. So it's like, what's going on with that there? And then you have, you're have you trying to have uh, safeties over top to help. But at the same time, though, what if your defensive line isn't getting enough pressure? You know, like there are different blitzes you're trying to do. It, it's... I think the Saints right now in the secondary are still trying to figure everything out. And while I'm on this roll, Dayton, while you're looking at that info, I'm just going to go through the um, the snap counts on the PFF yeah. grades real oh, quick. Oh, please do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, I found it. Yeah, Grander, you're absolutely right. No, Granderson got added to the 53. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll see some, so something out of him. I'm guessing that's probably the corresponding move with Stallworth going down. So they're going with a more edge rushers now with Granderson as opposed to interior D linemen because they like uh, Tuttle. And, of course, Rankins will be coming back pretty soon. Uh, so I like I, I, I like it, but here's the thing. Do I like having Granderson on my team if, if all that stuff is true? Absolutely not, but we got to wait to see. Yeah. Uh, he did. He spent time in jail for it, though. So, I mean, that tells you something. Yeah. That tells you quite a bit. For sure. And, but um, talented I, player, either way. Yeah. But um, uh, one more thing, too. We could talk about it later, I guess. But um, I think I was following, like, Ross Jackson. You guys know him. Give him a follow on Twitter, um, basically what guys were saying is that based on all the moves, either there are more moves to be made that we haven't heard about, or the Saints just are playing the quiet game for now. I think they're still, with Keith Kirkwood going to IR, Anzalone going to IR, um, uh, we just mentioned them, the defensive linemen getting cut. They they brought up, um, they brought uh, Carl Granderson to the active roster, there's still a couple more moves to be made, though. So we'll have to see what that happens. But let's get into the PFF grade. So, of course, as always, I went to the PFF New Orleans Saints Twitter account. You guys should check them out if you love hearing, like, all the behind-the-scenes stats on individual performance grades, team grades, power rankings. Check them out at, uh, at on Twitter, PFF underscore Saints. So uh, just I apologize for the brief moment i'm just scrolling through uh the their best tweets i retweeted so let's get into it so first off the saints pass rush uh pass rush i apologize was firing on all cylinders against the rams the team got pressures from all the following players check this out marcus Davenport had seven david onyamata was six cam jordan with four trey hendrickson with four mario edwards jr with two shy tall with one malcolm brown with one Davenport's seven pressures are a career high Ayamata's six pressures tie his career high, uh, and he was only of two defensive tackles, uh, C. Jones and K. Clark, that had more pressures this week. Uh, Hendrickson's four pressures also tie his career high, and he now has four pressures in both games this season. Devonport, uh, he earned an 84.5 grade. 
highlighted by, like I mentioned, seven pressures. He also had that one sack, two hits, four hurries on 26 rushes. Let's see. You also had Cameron Jordan, his full rundown of his grades for the week. He uh, actually, uh, I'll get into what he led the league in later, but he had a 90.9 overall grade with an 86.9 run defense, an 81 uh, solid 81 pass rush, four pressures, and four total tackles. And that actually led him to be on, let's see, he, he was on the PFF team of the week after that performance. So uh, he makes it two street, uh, weeks in a row. And, of course, like we mentioned last week, uh, Larry Warford was on it uh, week one with his excellent performance. Let's see some other stats. Uh, through two games, uh, the Saints' pass rush is off to a very hot start. They have a a, rush, a pass rush grade of 82.2, and that's the highest in the entire league right now. Let's see. And some quick other ones. I mentioned Cameron Jordan. Uh, and uh, you you guessed the date, and uh, if you had to guess, based on their top offensive player for the Saints for the week, it was Traquan Smith, minimum 25 snaps. He earned a 75.9 overall grade. After pulling in all three of his targets for 49 yards, 38 yards after the catch, three first downs, and a 118.8 passer rating. So those were all the PFF uh, tweets uh, that we want to focus on this week, guys. Like I said, make sure to check them out, uh, PFF underscore Saints. And that's where we show all the love from that. And let's get into the playtime percentages. Obviously, the injuries kind of threw a wrench into everything. You had McCoy, Ramchak, Warford, Armstead uh, on offense with 100%, taking 65 snaps, where Michael Thomas was 64-98%. Uh, I'll just uh, go through how many specific snaps. If you guys want to find out the percentage, do the math or look it up on Twitter. Uh, you had Jerry Cook with 44 snaps, Alvin Kamara uh, with 42, Ted Jr. with 39, Traquan Smith with 38, Andrews Pete with the injury only had 35, Will Clapp actually substituted him for a bit too, he had 33. Uh, you had uh, Josh Hill or tight end with 28, Latavius Murray with 23, Zach Lyon with 22, Taysom Hill with 21, Drew Brees, of course, with the injury with a measly 9. Let's see, on defense, you had Von Bell, Eli Apple, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, all with 70 snaps. That's 100%. Demarrell Davis with 69. You had Cameron Jordan with 58. Still did really well, though, considering how many snaps he played. You had A.J. Klein with 55, P.J. Williams with 55, Davenport, 52. Wow, he played a lot. Trey Hendrickson and David Anyamata both have 40. Uh, that's good for Anyamata considering he just came back, played many snaps for us, which is good. And Malcolm Brown on the other side of the D-line with 35. Shai Tuttle the back of a 27. Alex Anzoli only played a, mere, a, mere, a measly 18 because of his injury. Ryan Edwards played 27. And let's see. Kiko Alonso, too, guys. He's going to be playing a lot more next week. Only had four snaps. This week, and let's see, and special teams, Chauncey Garner-Johnson played 67, Craig Robertson is expected, Justin Hardy is expected, played 85% of the snaps, which is 23, uh, Keenan Ellis played a bit with 15 snaps, and yeah, that's about all this, uh, this, uh, the stats, the snaps you need to know, and yeah, I'll throw it back to you, man. Yeah, I figured Traquan Smith had to have been pretty high on the, um, Snap list? Uh, or? Yeah, PFF, no, the PFF. Oh, yeah, 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 So, great to see him uh, top it off. And, yeah, <clears throat> Ted Ginn Jr., I knew I saw him out there, but we didn't see him do anything. Yeah. And so, you know, when he's at, and, of course, he was dealing with an illness, was absent from practice a little bit. Um, 
the other I, I believe that was on Wednesday when we recorded the last episode or Thursday when was that what his illness yeah his illness I didn't even today practice I, to be completely honest with you I didn't even know he had an illness I just thought he got yeah showed yeah, up yeah he he missed a day or two of practice because of it. Oh, yeah, I think he week. might have, yeah. Um, but uh, either way, yeah, when he's absent from the game, um, Saints aren't able to do much down the field, um, and that can kill them, obviously, when you are when you can't really move the ball that well without Drew Brees there. So, um, But I thought the offense did better than expected. I think that they will be better than expected against Seattle, but yeah. we'll, we'll break that game down on Friday for you guys. But uh, snap counts, other than Kamara getting two less snaps than Jared Cook, I think thought that everything was uh pretty much to par what what we were expecting Kamara needs to get more snaps needs to get more looks um and then everything just needs to get everybody just needs to get healthy and the offense needs to stay on the field longer so our defense doesn't get gassed yeah um because how how many snaps did um the 100 percent defense have let's see because i know our our offense had 65 snaps yeah let's see real quick i because I feel see. like the Rams had to have. Uh... Yeah. So by the way, the mm-hmm. Rams um, had eight penalties compared to the Saints' eleven, and they only had the ball for less than a minute longer than the Saints. Yeah. So penalties, time of possession, they only had eight percent better third down efficiency. They gave up one more sack. Um, they each each team had one turnover. So a lot a lot of that was just an even playing field. There, it was just up to the Saints' offense to get the job done down the field and get more than just three points on the board each drive. And we saw what happened. So, but yeah, yeah sorry, go ahead. Well, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, on defense, uh, the the Saints played more defensive snaps, seventy versus on offense, wow. sixty-five. So, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Figured, figured the Rams had to have ran <clears throat> pretty much one whole drive more than the Saints uh, in that game. So, yeah, and and that's part of the reason they lost. So, um, that was uh, that's good info there. Uh, so. I guess yeah, we, we've kind of already talked about who's had a strong showing. Uh, who who needs to improve? Do you obviously Bridgewater needs to improve mm. a little bit coming into what the the road ahead for him, the haul he's gonna have to have. Um, yeah. he's, he's gonna need to improve at least a little bit. Um, we need to see more of Kamara, um, and Eli Apple needs to get it into shape, and Marcus Williams needs to needs to needs to be better too and i'm excited to see what kiko alonso can do but he he's not very good in in pass coverage <laughs> so we will see we will see what happens when because now he's going to be called upon to do a little bit of that with anzalone out yeah we'll see how often it's going to be a lot of demario davis taking that of course but then again that takes away demario davis being a pass rusher for us if that's the case um and if that is the case then i'd rather have anzalone than alonso pass rushing but at least Kiko is going to rack up a lot of tackles for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a- anybody else you think needs to improve, or anybody else you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. Who, who played really nicely? So, in my opinion, who had a strong showing? Any of the ed- edge rushers for the defensive line? Will Lutz, consistent as always. That's what mm-hmm. we need out of our mm-hmm. kicker, uh, Big Nuts Lutz, and Traquan Smith. We've been saying it before, especially me. We need receivers to step up. It's unfortunate Ted Ginn j- didn't. But Traquan Smith before the injury did. So that's good. In my opinion, who needs to improve? A lot of people haven't been seeing it on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn the oven on. Uh, Marshall Lattimore, please improve. We need you. Mm. And uh, unless we trade for Jalen Ramsey, which I doubt happens, uh, because they're asking for two first-round picks now. Uh, yeah, please improve, Lattimore. Just the entire secondary in general. Please, we beg of you. And Jared Cook, um, please catch most of your passes. 
And yeah, if if he can do that, we'll be in a lot better shape. Because mm-hmm. when teams plan to take out your best receiver, because of you know Michael Thomas got ten catches, he caught all those passes. So obviously they need to do the best of job eliminating him. But Kamara, man, they almost took him out of the game. Just about how well they did at sniffing out screens, uh, sniffing him out of the backfield. So if we can get Jared Cook, just one more guy to step up for us, just a little bit, and especially have him play perfect to help Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, we don't know, that much more for this offense will be in a lot better shape. So, well, Yep, 100%. And I like that they were getting Taysom Hill more involved there in the offense towards the end of the game. So I would like to see more of that as well. Um, but uh, also to go around the NFC South, uh, of course, on Thursday night football, the Bucks beat the Panthers in a, in a really ugly game. And Cam um, Newton's hurt now. I know, and and yeah, aggravated that 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 foot injury he had uh, during the preseason. But yeah, the Bucks won twenty one fourteen on Thursday night football, and then the Falcons came back and beat the Eagles, and that was a great game, really exciting fashion there um, in in Atlanta um, on Sunday night football, um, and that puts the Falcons and Buccaneers as the one A and one B team in the NFC South. Saints mm-hmm. are third. And then the the Panthers are dead last, being 0-2 with uh, two home losses under their belt. So even though this looks to be a shaky, mediocre um, division to start the year off, it is going to be a really tough finish to see who wins. And and that's 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 yeah. all that matters in the NFL. Doesn't I mean, you got to win your division, and if it's tough, it's tough. Doesn't matter if it's tough because all the teams are mediocre, bad, or if all the teams are really, really good. So. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a, a battle of the finish, and the Panthers aren't going to go away quietly either. They're they're going to start winning a couple of games. They're too talented to, you know, lose that often. But Bucks are looking a little bit better than I was thinking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's about all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Also, former co-host with us, Charlie, he has his own podcast called The Frenchman Connection. You guys can follow them on Twitter at Frenchman Pod. Um, and also him at St. Charlie. Go ahead and uh, check it out. Give him some love. Um, but, yeah, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Friday we will have a preview episode for the Seahawks game. And hopefully tomorrow Tyler will be uploading a, uh, a solo episode going over what to expect with Bridgewater under center, yeah. uh, more on the Drew Brees injury and everything to expect for the Saints there. But uh, I'll throw it to you for the uh, for the outro. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, we appreciate the love and support, guys. We're going to be trying to interact in a lot more with you guys, especially this upcoming week. You know, uh, Saints fans are a, a bit of a time of disparity right now. So if we can channel that and hear what you guys are thinking, we love and appreciate what you guys say. So, yeah, and make sure you check out our polls. We added a couple polls uh, the past few days uh, just asking what you guys love and uh, want us to work on for this podcast. So we'll try to improve as time progresses um like we've mentioned before in the beginning of the episode we'll say it again now check us out on social media at raymond tyler m at dayton underscore bound underscore and at the wdd pod for all of our social media pages on itunes and spreaker i'll throw it back to you man awesome yeah uh again we appreciate the support be sure to stay up to date with us on twitter we just passed 300 followers so hey. thank you guys so much for that hoping to get to 400 500 here soon uh, uh keep everything going but again yeah thank you guys so so much for listening for supporting we'll talk to you very soon and as always who that?